All righty. Well, welcome to Romero Records podcast. Today we have on Monique Williams, uh, co-owner of Biscuits and Jams uh, restaurant, brunch, breakfast and lunch spot. Uh, also co-owner of another restaurant, Trap Fusion, that's located in Whitehaven and uh, location in Cordova. And yeah, by the way, Biscuits and Jam is located in Barlington. So <laughs> you should come and see me. I'm there most of the time. It's so. actually like right across the street from, from yep. where we're doing this now. That's so, where we met, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you are not, this is your like your your first Romero Records podcast. Um, this is my new studio. Uh, I used to do it in my house. And um, it was pretty cool setup. Everybody said they loved like the transformation. Like, uh, just to let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so again, I, I just met her. Um, what was this? September, I think. Yeah, we opened in August. So you've been look. So you've been you've really almost known me the life of biscuits and jam. Yeah, we've yeah. Been, yeah. We opened like mid August. So yeah, right so after that. When yeah. I ran into, you, I was just you know telling you about I do photography and videography and. Um, but yeah, I've, I've basically just been doing this podcast. It started out like in a dorm where I was like learning to do the job that I have at Owens Corning and then uh, transitioned to my house. And then from there, it's it's here now. So uh, whatever the future has, you know, me and Ryan decide to, to buy a, a new place and yeah, it'll be there. But um, yeah, this is uh, the first podcast in here. So. Awesome. <laughs> I, I love it. I'm trying to figure out how I can get in here and do a podcast too. <laughs> amazing studio. Happy to be here. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to get the conversation started. So you, so. you do a lot of b- different types of businesses. You're not in just one lane. So how, how did that start? Like, are you just the type of person that I just like doing stuff or as you've gotten older, your interest has evolved? Well, I won't say cause it's gotten older. I think that it's just in, evolved into what I've always wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, making a long story short, um, I did just retire from a 24 year career in clinical research, oh, wow. uh, very profitable <laughs> jobs, you know, position. You know, I did really well in it. You know, most people you say, do? well, I was um, started off as like a data manager, then a clinical research associate, then a clinical team manager, uh, research trial manager, uh, basically in project management, basically managed the research studies for different pharmaceutical companies. I went from the one that goes out and reviews the data. Uh, you know, those were commercials for drugs when they say 10% of people experience headaches, 5% of people. I was a person that kind of went to the sites and and made sure that the sites were, or sites being the physician offices or the institutions that where the protocol trials were being ran for the uh, pharmaceutical companies. I was a person that went in and made sure that that information was being gathered accurately so that it could be used in the analysis to get the drugs eventually approved through the FDA or approved to be used for a different indication, you know? Um, so that's what I did for many years, you know? So, and, and again, uh, quite enjoyed it, you know, but it was all my, always my desire, even from a child to own my own business and preferably a restaurant lounge kind of thing. So, uh, wrote a business plan when I was 12, you know, like, this is, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I was very like, you know, it's just that at that time, you know, like I'm, I'll be 48 in March, you know, that's not really the, the thing that they taught us, you know, you 
you go to school, you go to college, you get a job, you work, you know, whatever many years you retire, yeah. and you you know, and that's how it goes. You're not really taught unless you come from a home or a family of entrepreneurs or about how to go do something on your own and not work for somebody. Yeah. So it, it, it just was an evolution in me learning that, you know, and while I was still working in my career in clinical research, in the clinical research industry, I was out there, you know, doing different things. You know, I, I did all kinds because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mm, artsy fartsy, you yeah, know, yeah. creative. Um, learned how to cook for my grandmother. She's a pastry cook. She worked for Memphis City Schools uh, for years, retired from there. Amazing cook. Did things for uh, people. Uh, family would come up, you know, Laura, oh my God, you know, what you cook, what cakes you got in there, what kind of preserves you made, what kind of this, that, you know, we had, a, I grew up with a garden and all that. So I, I was just surrounded by food and enjoy, I enjoy food, you mm-hmm. know, one of the best things God ever invented. That's how I feel about it, you know? <laughs> it's like, what, what you, yeah, like, what do you eat? You know, and yeah, we get, ner- it, you know, it's nutrients, but like, what can you do with it? What, yeah, how, yeah. You know, what can you, what kind of taste or flavor you can get out of this? So, you know, doing that and then, you know, just, cooking for my daughter and friends would come over and I'd cook and just, and then even when I would travel for my clinical research uh, uh, job, I would come home and bake. That was like my comfort. So I I started like baking from home and then I got into doing sculpted cakes and different stuff like that. Mm. So about, and when I would travel, I would visit different bakeries and do things like that and talk to the owners. So I opened up a bakery in 2012 oh, here okay. in Cordova and did quite well. I did I did cakes for like the police um, director, you know, uh, a lot of big pastors here in the city. I did a lot of stuff, you know, news uh, casters, anchors. I did things for, you know, a lot. People still come in Biscuits and Jam and they see me and they're like, oh my God, you're Patty Cake because that was the name of it. So I did that and my daughter went off to college and I was like, yeah, I need a break. Tired. Still working my job, you know, my in my career, mm-hmm. owning a business. And then I decided, you know, take a little break. But I couldn't break. You know, I break for a little while and it was like, what well, was just kind of yeah. innate? This yeah. is what I want to do. So then I jumped back out there and started um, Lars Kitchen, named after my grandmother, out in Cord- out in Bartlett, not too far from my house, and did that and said, you know what? No, I don't want to keep paying a lease. I'm going to move into a food truck. So I got mm. a food truck. Food truck turned into Trap Fusion. Uh, still <laughs> had the food truck, but, you know, we needed a catering kitchen. Uh, partnered uh, with uh, a friend of mine at the time and um, became did that and opened that up, opened up two locations. And before the pandemic, you know, well, and I wrote this business plan for Biscuits and Jam and I invited a couple of my other friends to join in because I knew it was going to be a big undertaking and I didn't want to just do it by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually have... I call my, I am, I don't say I call myself. I have to just speak it because I always say I call myself, I'm a restaurateur. Is mm. I have a, a lot of, I think, amazing ideas for restaurants that I think would be really good in the city. Mm. And eventually I'm doing one at a time that I'm going to set up and get them, you know, going and help manage and do those things, uh, create menus. Um, so, Long story, but short or sh- long story, long story, because it's hard to <laughs> make it short. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Always wanted to do it. Find myself here. Decided to uh, retire from my clinical research uh, uh, career back in August, uh, right after I opened up uh, Biscuits and Jams, because life is short. COVID. If COVID hadn't showed you anything, life is short. So you might as well do what the hell you want to do. And if it, and then if it's something positive, of course, do it. You know, yeah. do it. You know, have faith. Step on out there and you know, and 
make it happen. So that's how I ended up here at Biscuits and Jams. But yeah, yeah. So let's go back to uh, when you're when you're still working. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that you've always wanted to do like the the restaurant stuff. Well, like when you're doing your regular job, the clinical research. How much did it eat at you that you were there and not full time doing your other stuff? It was an ache or pain I cannot really describe. Yeah, yeah. because I felt like I wasn't. First of all, I wasn't giving myself a fair shot mm. or my business is a first a fair shot. Um, and it was very hard to concentrate on what because I'll be honest, what I what I did for a living requires you have to be very meticulous, mm-hmm. detail oriented, focused. And I've done well in it. I've you know I really you know went up the ladder in it. But it just got to a point where it's like I'm thinking about the next recipe or what can I do to make my business better or what I'm missing out on at my business or what meeting I could be in to be to find out information to help my business. And I'm here. And yes, it's affording me a great life. And it actually afforded me the opportunities to be able to open up the business. It funded your other. Yeah, funded it. But it was like, okay, it, some point I got to make a choice and it just kind of got, got away. And I'm a very spiritual person. So I, honestly, I was like praying about, it. I was like, Oh God, I'm like, I got to make a decision. Mm. You know? Yeah. As much as I love my Louboutins and my, and my purses and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, like in the end, what is, what is going to give me that joy, mm-hmm. that fulfillment? And honestly, it's doing this, you yeah, know. Yeah. It, yeah, is it a struggle at times? Absolutely. Do I have to maybe look at a person too and say, I want to buy that plan? Just hold <laughs> off. Yeah, I'm a I'm a girl's girl. I'm like, I like all this stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah. But I honestly, you know, and, and I can go back. Like the last few years I was in the industry, clinical research industry, I was a contractor. So okay. I still get calls all the time. Oh, probably, wow. My phone was just buzzing. I looked at the number. I'm pretty sure there's somebody calling me about a oh, contract. Wow. And I can go into a six-month contract. If it ever gets like that, I'm like, oh, I want to go stack a little money to do, you know. I can go do it, but I know the whole time I'm there, I'm going to be thinking about biscuits and jams. So yeah. I'm going to be thinking about... Uh, Lars Kitchen. I have a catering kitchen that I'm working on right now just to help other bakers to go in and bake, you know. Mm. And um, so it, it eats away at you, like it, in a way that I don't even think I can narrow it down to like a word or two. It's just, it sucks, man. But did you find a, a time when you were like, so you said you, 24 years, right? Mm-hmm. So when you were 15 years in, did you decide, all right, nine more years and then I'm stopping and then I'm going to do my other stuff? Or did you just one day be like, all right, next month, I'm done? It was more like, so I'll say this. After, right when COVID hit, I quit. Oh, okay. I let my contract go right before, oh, right in 2020. And mm-hmm. my plan was I'm done. Mm-hmm. Got money stacked up, I'm done. That was like February. March, here we go, locked in the house, quarantine. Mm-hmm. And literally, I had to, you know, I couldn't work. You couldn't do, I wasn't going to go and do what I did before and try to get a job and have to travel and go to sites. You know, we don't know what's going on with COVID. Yeah. And um, so I basically just lived off my savings. Well, end of 2020, yeah, I need to go back Mm. to work. This sucks though. But I got, you know, this life, you know, take it, move on, go back. And at some point, you know, go in this thing, this is it. 
going here determined, you know, talk to myself. Okay, yeah, going, yeah. Here, going here determined because I talk to myself. You know, might sound like crazy people, but that's I everybody talk, should. Yeah, I talk, I talk to myself. I, I really do. Yeah. I, I really do. You know, I, I'm like, okay, Monique, we're gonna go in here. We're gonna do this. We're gonna take care of it, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do what we need to do. But we, mm. the next time we come out of here, we're out. You know, we might go and do a little this here and there, but we're out. Yeah. You know. So I went back in with this last contract and you know, and it it was it was it was decent, you know, and um it was a year long contract, could extend it for another year. Um I had a one of my best friends, like my big sister, passed away just unexpectedly. Mm. Um in um April, right before her, you know, she's older than me, right before my her sixtieth birthday. Um, like a really less than like six days, five, six days before six or just I didn't get a chance to tell her goodbye. Just Dang. unexpectedly. And uh maybe uh two weeks before that, um, my daughter's godmom, somebody I love dearly, passed away unexpectedly, same age as I am. Yeah. Forty seven, gone. And um uh, at that point it was like and and I'm not and I, I'll be honest, I'm not really I'm 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 the one you wanna have with you in the crisis. Mm-hmm. I'm you know, and I'm not saying it bragging, but I'm that person that did you need somebody there? I don't care how I'm in my head all over the place thinking, but if it, if something happens, I snap into okay, let's fix this, let's get it, you know. Yeah. And it literally rocked my world. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was the first time I, I remember on that contract I called him and said, I need to take off. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be able to do this. I'm not gonna be able to function. And I took off a week and I just really just grieved. You know, yeah. still grieving, but functional grieving. Now. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I can't function. I got to be off. And they was like, okay, take off. For, you know, I took off for a week. And uh, in that time, my 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 friend, my sister, uh, her name was Velvet Banks. She was a writer. I met her at St. Jude because I worked at St. Jude, mm-hmm. you know, a long time. I met her at St. Jude and she's amazing writer poetry and she's been working on a novel mm. forever juicy novel okay and uh she could tell the best story she was amazing I'm about to have her, yeah have her on. yeah well that's the one that passed away yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, bad. yeah, sorry, yeah. no sorry. no you're fine and uh i wish you could yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and uh she amazing and she's been writing this book and after uh kia passed away my daughter's godmom and my one of my good friends passed away uh i was talk she called me we were talking about her and i was like you know when are you gonna get this book done? I had been telling her, I'm like, you gonna find you an editor. She's I'm 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 gonna finish my book this year. I'm getting it done. I'm getting it done. Mm-hmm. And I said, because I know it's juicy. You know, well, you gotta let me read a couple pages. And she passes away, book doesn't get published. Book book in the book, still you know. And at that moment, it was like, I could be going there fast. Yeah, yeah. And I'm killing myself trying to work a full-time job. For things, not you know, for things, and not to say that it did not help me to fund my businesses, but I'm doing it for things, you know. I'm doing it. My daughter's grown. It doesn't take that much for me, you know. I want to do what I love. I don't want the pressure of all of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I don't want to. I don't want to live that life. Yeah. I want to. I want to do. If I leave here tomorrow, what am I going to be? happy about mm-hmm. like if i leave here tomorrow what 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 will be my regrets you know i was a good mom i you know took care of my child did what i was supposed to do help still help her now i've been a good daughter but what have i done for monique that makes monique happy 
you know, Monique's been working, you know, you know, and make you, you know, mom's proud to say, oh, my daughter does this. Family's proud, you know, um, but what, what, what's going to make me happy at the end of all of this? Yeah. Cause in, in all, in the whole scheme of thing, all of his vanity anyway, you know, to be honest with you. And this, this is what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is what brings me joy. You know, yeah, it's, it's seeing something that you create from nothing and it becomes something. And then also knowing that you created something that help, help, it helps other people, you know, it helps them to be able to put food on their table and uh, it helps pay their bills. You know, even when I can't, when it doesn't help me, like in this moment, I'm brand new. It's not help. It's not helping me from a bit, from a financial standpoint at this moment, at some point it will, Mm -hmm. but I can look in my building and say, okay, I'm able to help that person take care of themselves and their family. I'm able to help that person over there. That, all of that, plus it's an idea, a, a dream, a, a whatever that I feel like God gave me, and I was able to put it into motion and action. And here it is, and know that it's really doing something. The smiles, you know, not that every day is a good day, you know, you get the uh, days, but in the whole scheme of things, it's like, yeah. So I think the the death of my friend is what really made me say, you know, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. This check is amazing, but mm-hmm. really. I could I could find out today I got cancer and be gone in three days because that's what she did. What she was going and she Sunday diagnosed with cancer. Tuesday mm. gone. Yeah. So could happen to any of us. You know we don't want it. Yeah. But that's just reality. You do, know. Do you think that that is something that most people should experience? Like some sort of. Uh, situation that like thrust them. I mean, we all, not all, but most of us had to experience that during COVID. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people were losing their jobs and a lot of people were uh, put into situations where their jobs are either on hold or something like that. So like, it's like America or not even America, but the whole world got thrust into a situation where it's like, Hey, maybe you need to do something else in life that might provide for yeah. your family. And it's pretty cool what you were saying also about um, just the restaurant. Like your your thought process isn't this isn't just my restaurant. It's also like I'm giving all these people jobs and they can provide for themselves as well. So I think I think that type of um, situation that happened to you, uh, I guess the realization of mm-hmm. you know, I could be gone at any moment. And, you know, was I doing what I should have been doing, you know, you said being spiritual, you know, were you listening to the things that God might've been telling you to do and the gifts that you were given stuff like that? Do you think that most people should, you know, be in that kind of situation to help them? Yeah. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I think everybody needs a little wake up call at times. You know, I think, you know, COVID kind of should have been enough, you know, because you look at how everything should just done you know and job stop you couldn't move you couldn't do you couldn't this so i think that that wake up call you know my mom got covid she was really sick she was you know we didn't know she was going to make it and even last year with my friend like that last year was a whole year to me i felt like of wake up calls always Mm. to the end you know whether it was a business venture i'm in and i need to get out of it you know that maybe i didn't want to because i feel you know sometimes you feel like oh i'm so intertwined i'm so um you know i put so much into this or whatever but i think it 
everybody needs an eye-opening experience, mm-hmm. you know, and you said something. I, I do believe that we all come to this earth with gifts. Mm-hmm. I think we all have gifts. And I think, our, you know, and again, uh, you know, I'll say that, you know, people's like spiritual. I, I hate to be churchy. I don't call myself churchy or anything <laughs> like that because I'm not, you know, but your gifts will make room for you. Mm-hmm. So I think if we're taught early on in life to focus and nurture your gifts, that you're not 40, getting ready to be 48, which I'm you know, still young, and saying, you know, I want to go live that 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 part of my life. Yeah. Because I think if that's nurtured early in life, like I'll use my daughter for example, um, and she doesn't care, so I can say it, she had dyslexia mm-hmm. and it was hard. You know, she's one of the ones reasons why I climbed the corporate ladder. So because it was like I had to put her in private school, I had to make mm. sure that she was able to learn the way she needed and had the tools that she couldn't get in a regular public school setting. Yeah. So that was like the catalyst of me. Like I got to do this because I got to be able to afford to do these things to take care of her to make sure that she is a productive member of society and she's not out here with this you know uh thing that she has to deal with and she she hasn't been taught how to maneuver in life with it to do well so with that you know that's what pushed me further to climb the ladder like Mm -hmm. i said you know i think if i didn't have that i probably would have been cool with here and then you know and eh, you know yeah Complacent. You know, yeah, a little complacent, a little been happy somewhere painting the wall. Cause mm. that's that's just me. I'm like, mm, just give me a canvas, you yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> I'll paint. And um, so that helped me. So it's like I look back over my life and those are the things that have pushed me to to go and do. Cause yeah. otherwise I will just kind of like, okay, it's good here. It's not I'm not that, you know, I'm not clicking my heels, but it's good here. Yeah. You know. So I think to really excel or move into that place where you're working in your gifts and doing we all have to have that eye opening experience yeah yeah hopefully it doesn't have to be a death yeah you know it could be you know just a little kick in the butt but yeah i think that pushes pushes you along you know to get make you say get yeah it's enough is enough let's let's do what we came here to do yeah something that kind of um started me to do even this building um it, it it was really just thinking about death in itself. Mm-hmm. And and but I guess even further than thinking about death, it was really thinking about life. Yeah. Because I was really thinking about like, okay, if you know something tragically happened to me, would I be happy with what I was doing? And Absolutely. I was just working at Owens Corning making great money. But and you know, I already had my music stuff. I've been doing music for a while and I've been doing the podcast. But I was like, okay, couldn't I take this to another level if, cause I was, I was actually trying to pay off my house super early. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like three years. I was trying to pay off my house. And, um, then one day you know, I had a podcast with Ryan, my business partner. And, um, and then later on, it was like months later, he wanted to go into business with me. And I was like, man, I'm not the right person for this because I'm trying to pay off my house and I'm trying to live broke basically Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I can do that. And then, you know, I'm going to have tons of money to do whatever. And then one day I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put all my money toward all my business ventures and then just do it because I will be, even though like, yeah, I'll still have my debt for the house and other things like accumulating debt for buying stuff. 
but I will be happier day to day knowing that I've got a building where I can do podcasts Absolutely. and I can do all these things. So I was like, I'd rather enjoy the life while I have it than worry about, okay, four years from now, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be doing great. But Yeah. This is like thinking about, like I think about <laughs> my grandmother and you probably had this experience too. Grandmother, mother, the, the China or the silverware yeah, yeah. that you save for this special occasion. Yeah. And you clean it and you still put it back up. You don't eat off of it. You clean it, you shine it up, you put it back up, and it's being saved for a special occasion. Yeah. And I remember when my uh I was 23, 24, when my grandma passed away. And I remember when I was a kid, she had all these beautiful robes and long gowns and all of this, you know, in her, in her, you know, mink stoles, you know, this before PETA and all that kind of stuff, all that stuff in there, <laughs> you know, all this, all this stuff in the closet. And I was just looking, it was so pretty to me. And it was, I'm like, Grandma, why you know where it is? Oh, I'm saving it. You know, if I had to go to the hospital, then I'll have this to wear. Mm. Oh, I'm saving this. If this comes up and I'll do this, you know, or oh, we don't eat off those plates. You know, this is what we have guests. And I think about, you know, she, when she passed away, when I, we were cleaning out her clothes. Those same gowns that that she had been saving were in there, and they had literally the thread had started coming loose on them, and and all of that. And she didn't get any wear out of them. Though. Yeah, it was just time, mm-hmm. just sitting. And as you were speaking, that kind of came to my head because that's what we do with our lives. We talk about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna pay this off, and then I'm gonna take that big trip. Mm-hmm. Or as soon as so and so, I'm gonna write that. I'm gonna publish my book, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna do this. And it's like, what if that time doesn't come? Yeah, yeah. So, do you wait to live then on the hope that you'll be here when that time comes, or do you take advantage? Or the life you're in right now. Yeah. Because this is the only life we know is what we're right now. Yeah. I don't know what happens once I walk out the door. All I know is like, man, I'm glad I took the opportunity to come in here and talk to Jackson and have and, and be a part of this podcast. Yeah. But I don't know what's gonna happen when I walk out that door. I yeah. just know what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying just to say to hell with it. And just live, you know, like, like, oh, yeah, spend all my money. Who knows? On the street. Yeah, I want that car. I want to do this. You know, it's not saying to 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 do that, but it's saying take advantage of the moment. Yeah. You know, uh, my my guy, he always, he's not a picture person, but I'm a picture person. A lot of times I have my phone. It's like, you always get a phone. No, I have tons of pictures. I had to get a new iPhone. Mm. Just, and I, I had to constantly update my cloud because I love taking pictures. Mm. I love not per se of myself, but of things. Do you like the like to have a physical picture? Uh, some things I do get printed out, and okay. some things, you know, like if I'm a little down, I go and I look and I look at the pictures, mm. and it reminds me, oh, it was here. Okay. Oh, I saw this. Oh, I did this, and I, I have pictures all over my house. You know, you know, and but I do that because I love the memories. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I experienced that. Mm. You know, and so it's about life and your experiences, Mm -hmm. but you can't experience things if you're waiting on what you're going to do tomorrow, because tomorrow may never come. We hope it does. We pray it does. Yeah. We got plans for it, but what if it doesn't? Mm -hmm. So what, what did you do today? How did you make, you know, how did you make today the best day? Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think about that all the time with, um, 
I think just like young people in general, like as you were saying, you being your age, you're still young. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I recently just posted this on Facebook. I was like, if you are under 40, you are still a baby. Like you, you've lived a full life at 40 something mm -hmm. and you're starting basically starting over mm -hmm. pretty much. And I think about, I think about your work life as like a dog's life. Like when dogs are like one, there's they they can still function pretty well by themselves. Like they know how to eat, drink, and mm -hmm. move around. Like when a baby is one, they can't function like a dog when it's one. So that's why I think about work life. Like we we grow pretty quickly in our work life. So for you to be 15 years in, you're pretty seasoned, mm -hmm. but also in a in people's life, you're still actually really young. So I like I think about it like if you say you're 20 years old and you do something for 10 years, people people are like, oh, you've been doing this for 10 years is a long time. Mm -hmm. But if you started when you were 20 and now you're 30, mm -hmm. you're 30 years old. <laughs> like that's nothing. Mm -hmm. Like 30 years old is so young. And then you could do something else for another 10 years mm -hmm. and do something else for another 10 years. So you could have three careers mm -hmm. and from the time you're 20 to 50. Mm-hmm. And and do it for ten years, mm -hmm. like and, that, and know it, and know it well, and yeah, know it well, and, yeah. And ten years, that. yeah. Every day, forty hours a week, you know it well. You yes. know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it, but you don't. We don't think of it like that. We don't think that's 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 a good analogy. We we just don't think of it like that. You yeah. think that this is it, you yeah. know. But it does. As long as you have breath in your body. In 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 able to move your limbs and do and I don't even say that because heck you meet people that lost limbs and yeah. you're like you did all that you're in a wheelchair yep. <laughs> you know you know you, yep. you said you did yeah I did just just a, you're sitting there like what the heck is wrong with me I yeah. mean anything you know so yeah I don't I think that you know and it's scary it's absolutely scary because I think about every day I look at the money that I have in the bank and I'm like don't focus on that you know this, <laughs> don't focus on that you know and this thing is going to, you know, start really making money mm -hmm. soon and you can see it. You're looking at the numbers. You can see it. Don't focus on, don't focus. Just, just keep moving ahead, moving ahead, making adjustments. Yeah. And it, it like I said, it, it's different from, you know, I, like I said, I've been a contract worker. I've been contracting myself out over the last um, five years or so. And I got paid weekly mm. and I know I worked those times and Friday, like clockwork. There yeah, it goes yeah. in the account. And honestly, I I, I did well. I, half of them, um, half of the money I didn't touch. Mm. I would just pay my bills and it just be sitting there. I, and yeah. I remember the day I was thinking about, like in my twenties and thirties, like man, if I made this much money, <laughs> I would be doing so and so. Now I'm making yeah. this much money. I'm looking at it and like, and all honestly, what the freak do I need? What yeah. do I need? You know, yeah. I, I got a nice car, nice house, blah blah blah. This 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 money's just sitting there. So then I started, you know, investing in my businesses, invested investing in me, mm -hmm. where I've been years investing in other people, you yeah. know, you know. And um now here I am not working that job and just being a flat out entrepreneur and just living off what I got until uh, you know, and making this thing work and and then starting to look at things and saying, hmm, do I need this big house? Mm. It's beautiful. I had it built, I love it, but do I need it? Yeah, yeah. You know, I started looking at things like that because what's most important to me right now? 
That's that's something that I thought about as well because you know the housing market right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I've sold. No, I sold one house. Oh yeah. I sold one house. I, I sold a house that I held on to because it was my first starter home, and I sold it and did mm. quite well off of it. It yeah. helped me to be able to like, yeah, I'm good right now, you yeah. know. Uh, but even my house that I live in, I look at it's like it's rooms I don't even go into. Mm. So do I need this? Yeah. You know, and what's most important to me at this point? Mm-hmm. You know, and what's most important to me is again my businesses, uh, balance, life balance, the freedom to breathe. You mm-hmm. know, where you find a lot of times in jobs, you don't even have time to breathe. Like yeah. really take it in and breathe, just <sighs> breathe. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I think about now, and that's that's where I want to be. You know, so, so um, for people who don't run businesses. Um, I would say one thing that is a huge difference between going to a job and then like running your own business is understanding the difference of how you feel when you're doing the work. And um, I would like for you to uh, speak about, I guess, the transition that you made from like, okay, I'm, I'm doing my work and then like, how you, I guess, are handling your business. So when you go into business and jams and you, uh, I don't know if you, do you open the door? Are you the first person there or do you let somebody else open? I don't now, but I did. So yeah. when you were, when you were doing that and you know, you're, you're turning on the lights and stuff like that, like that ownership type mentality, hmm. like how did that feel compared to just like, you know, being a good person in a, in a job that you just have? So I will say, I think that I've kind of always known that the difference in Mm -hmm. it because I think, like I said, even from a kid, I had an entrepreneurial mindset and just not knowing how to quite do it. Yeah. Um, So I always, from a job perspective, I always feel like I'm working for somebody. Mm. I want to give you my 110. I'm going to give you my 110, but this is not mine. Yeah. Yeah. And again, not to constantly be sound morbid, but if I die tomorrow, you probably have somebody in this position within two weeks because mm. you got to you got to feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you need it to be able to do what you do, you know, the company to move ahead. So from a, a employee perspective versus being the owner, I've always kind of had that mindset, you know, um, being the owner and an entrepreneur. My, you look at things in fact like this belongs this belongs to me mm-hmm. and it's like my baby you know sometimes it's a good t- good way to look at it <laughs> sometimes it's a bad way to look sometimes at it sometimes your child is screaming yeah, at you sometimes, yeah sometimes it's like I don't even want to see you I hate it let's just burn it down let's start again you know start over again you know do it again but just, just burn this one down and start over again. and everything in it but I think the the feeling that you have to walk into a building where you actually put your hands, you know, like people say, you know, they hope they put your hands to the plow, mm. you know, um, and the feeling that you have, and even with me opening up businesses before and being younger, not that again, I don't think I'm old, <laughs> but it's, it's just your body, you're different. Yeah, yeah. The energy level is different. Um, that this one has been a lot different 
you know, um, just from a mental standpoint, like this is going to be my livelihood. Mm -hmm. This is going to help other people. Like I said before, this is how, what kind of, what type of boss do I want to be? Mm. Cause I know the type of bosses that I had, what type of boss do I want to be? How do I want people to feel when they come in here from, not from just the employee, but the customer, um, to look at a wall and see it and say, I helped paint that, or I picked that picture to go on there. It's another kind of situation where I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of surreal. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what words other than surreal to explain how it feels, you know, versus getting up in the morning and getting dressed to go work for someone else. And actually, have don't have to be there to eight. But over here, we open and we start getting ready to open so we can open the doors at seven at 6 a.m. Mm. So for me to be there at 6 a.m., I got to be up and ready to go. So I'm up at five. Mm. I've never worked a job. I had to be up at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> never. I'm the one that can stay up to one or two o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, and be fine. I'm a nighthawk. But here I am bright and early in bushy tail opening up a business that requires you to be up bright and early when it's still dark outside. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I know a lot of people, um, there's like this famous saying that people talk about is um, you, you'll quit your 40 hour a week job just so you can start your business and work 80 hours a week instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause, cause it's yours. Yeah. You know, it's yours. You, you, you know, you, we all like to say, okay. So Jackson, you say, Hey Monique, can I borrow, can I borrow that? You know, you know, in business we call it, you know, like we'll just, we'll name up item a widget. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it a widget. It could be whatever you want it to be. Can I borrow your widget? Sure, Jackson. I would want to think that Jackson would take care of my widget the way that I would take care of my widget. Yeah. But you're not. <laughs> you know, you're not. Yeah. Uh, me, of course, I'm gonna sit my widget on a pedestal. I'm gonna I'm gonna wipe my widget off and get dust on it when I when it's not sounding right or doing right. I'm gonna get it repaired. You got my widget. I go over there. What the heck is something? Why you got to sit on the floor? <laughs> you know, it's, that's where the eighty and forty comes in. You know, yeah. you you know, it's not you're not gonna tear it up, but yeah. you're not gonna treat it the way you're gonna treat like I'm gonna treat it. Yeah. So for me, you know, with it being my business, am I tired? Am I pushing myself to the max? Am I like I'm aching all over? I'm like, man, I wasn't aching when I opened up my first bed. I'm like, dog, it. I'm on bed. I, I I literally been on bed rest since I opened up. I had like two weeks of bed rest, muscle relaxes, all this, standing on concrete floor, just pushing it, just keep keep going. Oh, you gotta get it done. Gotta get it done. Gotta do. To my body was like, hey, crazy lady, <laughs> you better sit down or you're gonna be sitting down permanently. You know. Yeah. But again, it still worked the aches. Yeah. It's worth the pains. It's worth the tears. It's worth all of that because it belongs to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I did this. I was allowed to do this. People live their whole lives and want to open up businesses and they have these ideas and it never comes into fruition. Mm. They never get it done. Yeah. They just talk about it. You know, and so I've had the opportunity to do it. I've been blessed to be able to do it. And yeah, I'm gonna take advantage of all of it, mm-hmm. and 
I want to take the feeling and the emotion of all of that in, and the, you know, and I, people say, "Oh, you just," I'm like, "No, I'm passionate. I'm not mm-hmm. angry. I'm passionate about it. Yeah. You know, and I'm passionate about people. Life is short. Live your dream." Yeah, there's a um, there's a saying. I, th- I think they said somebody said it, but it's um, like I think uh, passion looks like aggression to the unmotivated, mm-hmm. and I was like. That's that's that's, that's huge. Yeah, I'm gonna have to write that down. Passion, <laughs> yeah, because I, I I said something. I said I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm passionate. Just because I sound like this, but you don't know the countless hours of sleep, the meals that I'm working so hard that I've said, "Crap, Monique, did you eat today?" Mm. And then it, immediately my stomach starts growling. Yeah, yeah. Because my mind is so like, you oh, know, yeah, that, food. Yeah. Oh crap. Yeah. Oh yeah, I am. Sorry, stomach growling. I gotta stop. I'm passing that's, out. That's why I've been. Knocking. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm gonna pass out now. You know, and it, it it's like, yeah, it's like the passion that you have. You know, it's the driver. Like, mm. I gotta get this done. Yeah. You know, and nobody, and people don't understand it. You know, like the 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 people that are cool with. And, and, and I'm not saying any of this, so I don't want anybody here to think that somebody working a 40 hour job, there's something wrong with you. No, yeah. no, it's absolutely every, everybody has their own path. Everybody. I feel like everybody was created in a way for their own thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody was, it, it takes a special, and I mean, special meaning also a little crazy, person you know yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to be able to say to hell with it i'm gonna live my dream yeah it's a lot of sacrifices it's not pretty most of the time most of the time when it becomes pretty you know you've damn near killed yourself trying to get it done yeah and then now you got to that point now you got to deal with all the crap that comes along with it you yeah. know <laughs> you know with that but Everybody's everybody. It's nothing wrong with working a forty-hour no, week job. No, no, you know, it's nothing wrong with working a job that requires you. You know, you're an exempt employee, like I was, and you end up working sixty hours a week, <laughs> but you get the same pay. That's yeah. what made me go contract when I was working clinical research. It's like I'm working, give me sixty hours. You pay me a hundred and a year. Yeah, I, I can go somewhere and work and make eighty to hundred dollars an hour, and work. I work sixty hours. I'm getting paid eighty to hundred dollars an hour. You know, yeah. I'll take that one. You yeah. know. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's just such a feeling with all the words I've used. You just really can't describe it to know this is yours. I know when you walk in here and I know you're still, when I came in, I was like, wow, when I came downstairs and, oh, I, yeah, and, yeah. and I see it and I see your building. Mm-hmm. Nothing. When I look at things like this, I don't see anything like it's. Oh, it's unfinished. What's yeah, going yeah. on here? I see he's building. Mm-hmm. He's doing. He has this. Man, I can't wait to see when he gets everything that he has in his head yeah. set up the way he wants it set up. Yeah. Because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. You know, but that takes a special person to see that because where, what's that? It's another saying like, what is what is your junk is somebody else's treasure, mm. you know? So, yeah, takes us. Very special person. We might be a little crazy, Jackson. What do you think? <laughs> I like it though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always say, you know, I love hanging out with people who are doers more than thinkers because mm-hmm. I like that's how Ryan is. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan, he he won't think about stuff but much before he just does stuff. Like he's down to just like, all right, let's go do because like action uh, oriented people 
are going to be the ones that just get stuff done. And it, it's great to be a thinker. Like, you know, I, I love thinking about stuff and visioning, but at the end of the day, <laughs> if you don't do anything about those thoughts that are yeah. in your head, then what would you actually accomplish? It's like a, it's Nothing. like a, somebody who is a, a songwriter, but never delivers the, the lyrics to an actual singer or a rapper or whatever. It's like, okay, cool. You got all these great lyrics in your head and you might've written them down or something like do that. With them? But yeah, what if, you do with them? if the world can't hear it, then how valuable is it really? Absolutely. And, and I, I think, you know, with, with you doing the things that you've done and you're in your, and you're still doing, you know, you haven't, you didn't retire from what you were doing and then, you know, start one thing and then be like, all right, I'm done. Like this Biscuit Jams is up. I'm good. I'm done. Like Mm-mm. you've still got this vision of progression that you're constantly still doing things. And that's, that's something for a lot of people to learn from. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. I, I think like you just said, I'm, I'm, I fall in that category too. I'm a, I'm a doer and I fight. Well, I don't really fight, I say, but my, my guy, like, a lot of times people would think that I'm doing stuff on the whim. Like, oh, mm. I just had this thought. Let's go do it. But You had that vision like 20 years ago. Yeah, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been thinking about this. I'm like, I, him and I fuss a lot about this. Like, it's just, it just popped up. And just, I'm like, no, I just determined at this point that I would share it with you. Mm. But I've been thinking about this. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I've, for the la- for last nine, ten months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just did not speak it out loud. Because mm-hmm. I'm one, again, I go back and like, we start speaking into the atmosphere. It's out there now. Yeah. So I just kind of, I'll write it down. You know, I'll, you know, one of the grossest things my God must just say all the time, like a cow, you know, a cow would chew it up, mm-hmm. chew it, chew his food up, and then they'll spit it out. Yeah. And then they'll put it, they'll eat it again, yeah. and they'll chew it up some more, and they'll spit it out, and then they'll do it again before they even digest it. Mm. You know, and it's such a nasty like analogy, but you think about it, how you, if you're a doer, you're a thinker doer, because mm. the thought hasn't gone first, you're a thinker doer. You just don't sit in the thought, yeah. you know. That's how you do stuff. You think about it. You spit it out. I'm like, hmm, that's a good idea. Uh, think about it again. Well, maybe if I do this and then add that to it. Uh, okay, yeah, that's that's good. <sighs> but what if this happens? You know. Mm. So then when you decide to share it with someone, they're like, let me come up with this idea. Mm-hmm. Man, I've been going over this idea for, you know, like I said, <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I just got to a point where I finally got it through. Like, okay, this is how you do this. Now let's move. Yeah. You know, now I got to move, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how it's got to be. Cause you, like you say, a song, what's the, what's the point of a book of song of lyrics that never get out to the world, Yeah, you know? And so, yeah, that's, that's a good one. I like that. Let's remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that <clears throat> one of, one of my favorite techniques of being successful is sharing my ideas with people mm-hmm. because that creates accountability. So if I have an idea and I let it stay in my head, there's no accountability for me to actually put it out in the world because nobody knows about it. Only I know about it. Yes. But if I start sharing my idea with people, then people are going to be like, hey, what happened to blah, blah, blah? Like, why, why haven't you started? Come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So now I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) Like, I've got to meet these expectations. Mm-hmm. And that I think that's what most people fear. Accountability. People fear that accountability, that expectation of, well, if I tell people, then now I have to actually do it. Yep. 
But to me, that's that's my recipe for success. Is, yes. Oh, let me tell everybody. Yeah. So now I have to do it. <laughs> Where it gets on your nerves because they're asking about it. We're almost yeah, yeah. like, let me get off my butt because one more person asked me, <laughs> where is so and so? Why yeah. did I? You know, I thought you were going that I'm going to scream and you know pitch a fit. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's why. Like uh, I was telling you earlier, um, we're waiting on a trademark. Hopefully it's done. I'm gonna make a phone call probably Monday about it. Uh, my boss, Chick Think Tank, mm-hmm. is working with other female entrepreneurs and also women or girl, young girls that want to be an entrepreneur. Their life in their head, they're saying, "I don't want to work for anyone, but how do I do this?" Mm-hmm. You know, and um, is being able to have that think tank, that group that gets together and holds each other accountable. When it comes to your business or your plan to start a business and having that trusting circle where I know that you're not going to hear my idea and take my idea and you go run with it, you know, but you're going to help me to hold me accountable and also help to provide me with insight that could possibly make my business better Mm -hmm. or give me direction or assist in my vision. Mm. So that, that, that is um, my um, idea of that, my written plan of that, you know, uh, of the think tank, yeah. and, you know, and being able to sense. Not that men don't need it to not leave me out, Jackson, yeah, yeah. but I know being a, a little girl, when I go back to me being a little girl and writing, what I attempted was a little business plan, you know, basically a couple of paragraphs, me writing down in a book, this is what I want and giving it a name. And, yeah. All of that, but not knowing what to do with it, not being able to go to my mom, who is a uh, has a degree in accounting, that's deep in her numbers, and say, "Hey, mom, this is what I want to do. How do I do this?" Mm-hmm. A grandma that worked for city schools, and my grandfather, who worked was a cement mason, worked for the city. You know, how do I become this entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. You don't have that. You don't have that direction. So I, I want to be able to direct yeah. and instruct and help. And I'm actually, I'm literally actually doing that right now. Like even though with biscuits and jams, um, I consult right now. I consult other, uh, people that have restaurants. Was it is unison? Consul- Un- yeah. Unison consulting, consulting. group. Yeah. I, I consult, uh, guy actually, I had a meeting yesterday. <laughs> One of the restaurants opening up, you know, okay. with the, helping them with the kitchen and giving instructions and menu advice and, and uh, hey, have you looked at this? And you thought about this? And even coming in the room and you know, like, okay, this is your vision. This is what this restaurant is supposed to be. And walk in and like, I hear what you're saying, but I don't see that when I walk in here. Mm. You know, and that's, I, I think that's a lot of people's problem. Yeah, is what they have in their head. It won't like it, it doesn't come out that way when they like start their project, mm-hmm. and then you're like. This isn't this isn't what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and you and when you get there, you don't really know. You know, I have uh, some really good guys. And they're they're like they're like some of my kids. I say that because they're like my daughter's age. Mm-hmm. You know, and amazing. And uh, their restaurant is uh, it's called Genre Downtown. And I met them in one of my many lives. I actually used to help of. Uh, be a part of a group that brought uh, entertainment to the city and oh, okay. with marketing. 
always again artsy farsy you know i was like yeah i, I always was trying to get in like what i really love to do yeah, and yeah. uh which is all come together you know what i'm doing now and uh they did production sound okay and they've done some from some of the places and set it up for some of the businesses and places all over the city and uh they have a restaurant one of their twins uh one of them's a chef and uh Went into the restaurant. They had records on the wall and a DJ booth up top and all. And I was looking. It's just like this is really nice. Mm-hmm. And I was like sitting there. We talking. So he was like, "What do you think?" I said, "That's nice." I said, "He was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna change this." I said, "Why do you have all that over there? And what are these pictures right here for?" And he said, "Oh, you know, look." I said, well, "Why? It doesn't go with your thing." Mm. I said, "People know you because of this. You yeah. are. You guys are awesome DJs. Music production life." You know, that's the whole, you know, now it's incorporated food and all of that and just, you know, lounge, nightlife, you know. And it's like, what, what is, why you got that on the wall? Mm. Did I, When I come in here, I know who you are. Mm. I know who you are. They need to know who you are. Yeah. This wall says who you are. This says something else. Not bad. It wasn't anything bad. Yeah. But it wasn't the full vision of or thought of who they are yeah and what they wanted and and they said and we sit there and talk and it's like okay 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 we're gonna make some changes we're gonna we're gonna do this and i went down there and they made those changes and stuff and and still making changes and i'm like i love it i love it so and i'm like well what about this over here you're gonna do you know and that's me like what about this over here yeah. you know and it's like and they, they, like i said those are my kids you know they're you know they're the same age as my daughter so that's how i look at them yeah and it's amazing what they're doing it's amazing what they're doing and what they have coming up and i'm so proud of them you know and but again like you said that accountability and having somebody you can talk to it can come in and honestly say that i don't want anything from you i just want you to do well yeah. you know so that's kind of what that's kind of what I'm doing on the side, you know, and that's what I hope that I'm able to uh, grow more of so that I don't have to go back and do a six month contract on clinical research. I could do that and I could do it well. Yeah. But that's not what I love to do. Mm. It's I'm going there for a paycheck. Yeah. But doing that and going into a restaurant and let me come. Can you come in my kitchen and look at my kitchen and tell me what I need in here? Yeah. Or um, can you look at my menu and tell me, am I all over the place with this menu or do you think this is going to be too pricey or blah, blah, blah. You know, those are the things I'm, I'm getting the opportunity to do even with biscuits and jams, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And that's something that, um, like I plan on doing in the future <laughs> is I want to have like a bunch of, um, I, I said I was going to call it gifts and it was an acronym for like giving information for, um, something I forgot what it was, and I, I, like I messed that. this up on another. I like uh, that part. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to just like take people who are experts in their field, and then basically uh, just have seminars, and it's going to be sort of kind of like TED talks, mm-hmm. pretty much. But um, basically, we just pick a subject and a person. So let's say we wanted to get like I don't know, like Fraser Boy, mm-hmm. like famous Memphis rapper. You take him, and you're like, all right, Fraser Boy, you're going to give a 30 minute or a one hour seminar on um, rapping in the music business. So you're just gonna tell us your story and how people should, how a rapper should carry themselves, how to become successful, blah, 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 blah. People show up who are interested in doing that. They learn from a person who is currently doing and or did the things that they wanna do. I think that is missing 
in general mm-hmm. at, in the public. Like there, obviously there are like a lot of online classes of like, a, they got master class. And then mm-hmm. there's a thing I subscribe to called a uh, pure mix. And it's where, um, it's just like audio engineers will go over like a complete song. They have a thing called start to finish where they actually did it. One in here in Memphis is a uh, Matt, I think is it Monsieur or something. I don't pronounce his last name, but he's an audio engineer and he has his own studio at the concourse now, but he did a start to finish and it's literally, um, there's an artist called Eli Paperboy Reed, but, um, it's him and his band and they recorded a song and Matt shows you from start to finish from them setting everything up to the finished project, uh, product of how they did that song. And that's something I think we need more of in person, Mm -hmm. not these online videos that you get to watch. They're great, of course, but to be able to be in person with somebody Mm hands-on and you can, hey, I got a question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That kind of interaction with people is what people need. Like Mm -hmm. those guys that you were talking about with their business, like, yeah, they could have, if they knew you remotely or somebody famous remotely and like did a video call and be like, all right, this is my room. Uh, what you think we should do? Yeah, that could be helpful. But for you to be physically in the room with yeah. them and, and, and showing them like, all right, do this. All right. That's a great idea, but do this stuff like that. I think that's missing from people in general. And that's something I want to start like in the future. No, absolutely. I think it is very, it's very helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think about when I started, I didn't know who to go to. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, when I, I when I opened up my bakery in 2012, probably two years before I opened, when I would travel to different cities, because I, well, I used to travel a lot with my job, I had to go out and do audits and mm-hmm. quality checks. And everywhere I went, I would look and see what bakeries or whatever they had. And I would call and make an appointment. I would go there because I, I wasn't in competition. I wasn't in the same city they were. Mm-hmm. And I would sit and I'd go talk to them. You know, I'd go talk to the owner. I'd ask questions. I'd do that or the manager. Um, and I learned so much because yeah. that's just my personality. I'm going to ask questions because mm-hmm. I want to know. And I would go do that. And then that helped me to be able to do and set up things that I needed to. But a lot of people don't feel that they can go do that. Mm-hmm. Or they don't feel like people are going to be honest with them, mm. you know, or loyal. They don't know if they're going to take their idea and run with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so to have something set up where people can actually trust and know that, you know, I don't want anything from you other than you to know how to do this and know how to do it well, you know. Yeah. Because if I can't, like like you, um, a parent tells their child, why are you doing this? I, I you know, Listen to me. I can keep you from going through a lot of pain if you just listen, mm-hmm. you know, and take this in because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I bumped my head already. So yeah. there's no need for you to bump your head, yeah. you know. So here's some advice, you know. And, and to think about it, I, you know, as you were talking, my career actually helped me to be able to have these conversations and go in and not – seem intimidating or ugly, you know, whatever you can, you come into somebody's business or, or dream and they, here it is. Yeah. yeah. And then you walk in the door and you're like, Oh, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and come in, I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to sound a little rough. You might get mad at me, but yeah, let's, let's, let, here's the list. This yeah. is what I need you to do, you know? And you know, and I, and I find myself because I'm I'm still a little unsure. Like I don't want to seem so, uh, you know. I'm like I'm sorry. I you know I'm not trying to, but I just you know I want you to do well. Yeah. Then I know they bit me in the butt. You know, and it's gonna bite you in the butt too. Yeah. You know, so 
I, something that I'm a huge fan of is giving people all my secrets. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I feel like, again, it's about that giving it to the world and then seeing what the world does with it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, you know, an idea I had, I'm never afraid of people taking my ideas. The reason why is because I'm Jackson Henderson and I'm the best Jackson Henderson there's ever been on the planet. Love that. And, and nobody else can be, uh, it's actually, a, there's a Dr. Seuss quote, actually. He said, um, you are you and that's truer than true. Nobody can ever be youer than you. And that's something I've always taken to heart because it's like, why would you be afraid if somebody takes an idea or like a, a plan that you have because they can't do it like you do it because you're going to do it like you do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody else can do it like you do it. Mm-hmm. Like today I could open up a business called jelly and jukebox or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> and people are like, that's kind of like biscuits and jams, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be able to make biscuits like you can. I'm not going to be able to make that same gravy. I'm not going to be able to do anything like you can because you've got that recipe. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people say like you could have um, like the same recipe, but it, it totally, won't turn out the same. Totally. We, we just had it in the kitchen. Just had it in the kitchen. I make gravy. I make the gravy, the sausage and gravy taste one way. Same recipe. Mm-hmm. My other one, my other business partner, he makes it. He made it. And I was like, why is this so sweet? So he wasn't <laughs> making Like telling one of my, my bakers, I'm just saying so funny. He won't get mad. I was like, I was like, Phyllis, come here, taste this. <laughs> she was like, Oh, what is it? Did he put sugar in it? It was like, so he comes oh, in, God. he comes in because we have prep day on Tuesday where we make a lot of the stuff, you know. Mm. The carry is like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we have to prep again for a weekend. He comes in yesterday. I'm like, Chef Christian. Did you put sugar in the gravy? He was like, sugar in the gravy? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, it's sweet. No, the recipe doesn't call for sugar. I'm like, give me a spoon. Taste this. And he's like, it doesn't taste sweet. I said, sir, it's sweet. <laughs> and then another one of the said, come here. Come here, Eli. Taste this. Eli tastes. He was like, what's sweet in this? And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, I had to figure it out, but it's the same recipe. Mm-hmm. And that's what you said. It's so fun. The same exact recipe. How in the world did he get sweet gravy? How did, how did the sweetness come in there? Yeah. Who knows? He did, I trust that he did not put sugar in it. <laughs> I, I know that he did not put sugar in it. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, we had used whole milk in it. I don't know if that, that gallon of whole milk had a little bit more sweetness in it. Who knows? But... Same recipe, mm-hmm. same ingredients, one sweet, one nice. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so exactly what you said. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and I, I feel like that too. It took me a long time though to get there. Yeah, you know, because it, it comes with, I it, it comes with a lot of, you know, confidence. You know, mm-hmm. and somebody would take that for arrogance, but yeah, it's yeah. not. I remember I had a guy one time that was trying to talk to me. He said, he said to me, he said, so is, so is it confidence or arrogance you have? And I said, uh, I don't know. Could be a little both. <laughs> you know, and I thought about it. I said, it wasn't arrogant. I'm not arrogant. I'm not arrogant at all. It's, I finally got to a place that I'm confident in what I know I can do. Yeah. And I'm not going to allow anybody to make me feel like I don't know what I can do. Yeah. And I think a lot of time in life we question what we know that we know we know how to do. Mm-hmm. 
we question who we know we are because of what somebody else says, thinks. And when you said that, it makes me think about, I spent a lot of my life doing that. Mm. And what I love, what I love about my forties is that I figured out who I was and who I am yeah, and who I am, not just to me, but who I am to other people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't care. I don't care. You can't, you can't take this from me because this is mine. Yeah. Yeah. So go and make one. Go make one. There's I, I, there, you know, there are restaurants in town. Um, and even my other restaurant that I'm a uh, partner in, we make stuff. And two days later, you'll see another restaurant posting the, posting something similar to it mm-hmm. or a restaurant come in and patronize and no, I'm coming to try you out. And then three months, uh, three months, the dish that they buy from you three months later, you see, they selling that same dish. Like, so they were coming in here trying to steal. Yeah. yeah. Let them have it. Yeah. It's not going to taste like that. Cause they, you know, cause I know what mine tastes like. Yeah. You know, it's not going to taste like it. Yeah. So it's fine. You know, but if you don't have the confidence in knowing that, it's enough out here for everybody. You know, you're not the only one that makes an Alfredo pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Olive Garden has been doing it for years, yeah. you know. Uh, Red Lobster has too, you mm-hmm. know. And let them make it. Yeah. Theirs is theirs and ours is ours. Yeah. And have no problem with it. Yeah. You know, but we spend a lot of time worried about what they're doing over there and just can't worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? Like the balls you have to have to yeah. open a a burger restaurant or a pizza restaurant. Like that, there's a million of them. Yes. So you got to figure out what makes you stand out. Yes. Like what is it about your burger that's, I'm not going to go to Dyer's or I'm not going to go to um, Huey's or something like that. I'm going to have your burger. And that's something I teach to people all the time. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you especially like the artist I work with, like if you are rapping on a beat, I tell people do not do a cover. If you are not unique, because if you do a cover to uh, like Drake's hotline bling, why the heck would I listen to your hotline bling over Drake's Drake's one of the most famous artists ever. Absolutely. So if you're going to do that, you better be amazing or something completely different. Leave it alone. Yeah, or leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. So again, like if somebody's going to come in your business and like sample, you know, y'all got turkey burgers, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody's going to be like, oh, let me try their turkey burger and then I'm going to, you know, make my own turkey burger at my restaurant. If they're going to do that, they better be doing something better unique be about that turkey damn burger. Damn turkey burger. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or nobody's going to buy it, or yeah. else they would just go to biscuits and jams yeah. and get your turkey burger. Yeah. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I I even thought about that when I did my menu. You yeah. know, am I the only person that makes shrimp or grits? Nope. My nope. other restaurant, we make a version of shrimp or grits. Yeah. You know, uh, we got shrimp or grits. It's a meal that goes a lot of times at brunch spots. So we got a shrimp or grits. Yeah. You know, so what makes our shrimp and grits different? And it is a very good trip. <laughs> That's the first, like, if a restaurant has shrimp and grits, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get it. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had a lot, and I really like your shrimp and grits. It's Thank really you. good. Thank you. Like, it's like, what, it's our shrimp and grits, you yeah. know? I didn't I didn't invent the wheel on the shrimp and grits. No. I just did my version of the shrimp and grits. And now that I know you like it, I have to let you try my shrimp and grits that I make with a cumin and chipotle. My daughter keeps saying, this is not your best shrimp and grits, mom. <laughs> 
because I made one over the uh, pan when we had the pandemic when it started and we were quarantined because mm. I, I was just cooking up a storm. It's just whatever I thought about. I taught mm. myself how to make Indian food during that time. Oh, yeah, I was just like, like curry, and yeah, stuff like that. tikka masala, all of that stuff. Okay. I was just yeah, mm, I don't want to do Indian food. You know, I get bored with food, so I just teach myself different cuisines anyway. But um, she's just like, so I have to let you try the other one. But it's got a, a brown buttered shrimp in it. Oh, and corn. Okay. Yeah, it's it's all it's it's totally different, but it's very good. It sounds good. The sauce is like amazing on there. The like the roux that you make to go with it, it's it's really good. So I have to make some of that and uh, let you try it because I cook down there for them sometimes. You oh, know? Okay. yeah, I did. <laughs> I actually did. I did um, salad, I did Mexican food, uh, uh, fried rice. No, I did. Uh, I did uh, Spanish rice and black beans and corn and all that mm. last week for the kitchen staff because they don't ever get nobody ever cooks for them. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they cook for everybody in the building. So I cooked for them last week. But um, yeah, it's like what you create. I'm not worried about it. You know, yeah. I'm not worried because you, 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 I got, I might have this little, just little ingredient or maybe the touch of my hand does something that yours mm-hmm. doesn't do, you know, and nobody, nobody, people don't think about that. Yeah. They don't think about that. So I don't, I don't worry about what you do. Yeah. Do it and be prosperous. Cause I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do what I do and I'm gonna be prosperous. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's, is there confidence or their arrogance? I don't know. Yeah. But- <laughs> and as you say, it's, it's that little, that little bit of confidence to say, I'm okay with because if you start a restaurant and you have these great ideas and these great recipes, people are gonna have it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you got a menu, people are going to see your menu. They're going to see what's in the food. Mm-hmm. So, what does it matter? You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, you're still making that food, or you know your cooks or whatever, and they still you know are trying to stick to a script, mm-hmm. and they're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. Um, also, like, think about it in, in acting. Like, if you have, um, let's say if Will Smith was in Titanic instead of Leonardo DiCaprio, it wouldn't have been the same movie. It would not have been the same movie. You could have kept the same script. Yeah. You could have said the same words. Yeah. Wouldn't have been the same movie. No. And it would have been like, what the heck is this? <laughs> I love Will. But it's yeah. like, whoa. Mm. Bad exactly. casting. Look. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it all matters about your the confidence you have in doing what you're doing and being able to give it to the world and say, hey, this is me. This is the best. Also, give it your all. You know, yep. don't. Don't go halfway in. Um, Don't half ass, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, people, when people do things halfway, mm-hmm. they sometimes they don't realize they're doing it halfway no. and then they get upset when they don't get the results they want. It's like, well, you put in 50%, so mm-hmm. you're going to get out 50 or less. I say, yeah, more like 25. Yeah. 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 It's like inviting people to a party. Yeah. yeah. You, if you invite a hundred yeah. people, about 20 are going to show up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yep. you yep. got to give it more than your all. Absolutely. And I, I hope that people, um, after after hearing this, we'll understand that it's not about, um, as we were saying earlier, just like you know, throwing all your money at at everything just all loosely because like mm-hmm. oh, I might die tomorrow, just blow yep. it all. <laughs> but it's it's about you know strategically planning, uh, keeping that in your head. Uh, if so, you need to write it down, whatever. But also just like putting putting what you have, like all your eggs in the basket. And then going, all right, is this how I want this basket to look like? All right, maybe I need to change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, do do what you think is best, mm-hmm. but also let some other people in your life 
uh, the right people in your life, mm-hmm. get the right guidance mm-hmm. and, um, and just, and just go for it. You know, a lot, a lot of people, they just need that person. Like you were saying, you know, that person who, uh, just gives them that little bit of info, that little bit of advice that just, you know, helps them out. And, um, it's refreshing to know that you're like that, like <laughs> that, I, that I have people yeah, you know, in, yeah. in my circle now that, um, are doers. And I, I can't stand when people hit me up and like, Hey man, can you help me do this? And can you help me do that? Like when you said you wanted help on podcasts, I was like, she's being for real. Yeah. Cause I could, I could sense that. From yeah. Uh, seriously. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I, it, I have a book and I looked at it this morning. It's just sitting on my nightstand. It said, how to start a podcast. Mm. And I'm a, I'm a visual learner. Oh, okay. So I'm a visual. Like I'll read the book. I can read the book all day, but I, I have to see, you yeah, know, yeah. and I, once I see, I got it. Uh, you know, and I was like, when you we started talking, I was like, yeah, I've been wanting to do this, and and I was like, ooh, and, and again, I go back to myself, oh God, thank you, because this has been here, mm-hmm. and I spoke it out loud. I just didn't know exactly how I could do it. I even thought about like if I bought the equipment and set up in my house, like I could do that. Yeah, but yeah, no, I don't want to go to the studio. I don't want to take. Don't want another office in the house. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to go and I want to do. So I was, this has been, you know, such a pleasure when you knocked on the door that day and we talked, you know, it's like, it's like, this is great. This is amazing. Then to know, like I, I walked out and I was like, on walk. I said, Oh crap. I just walked out the back door and I just walked on down and came up and knock, knock. I'm here. Hey, yeah, time yeah. of podcast. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so I'm, I'm excited about it. You know, I mean, it's even such when a you stopped me at, when I was at the dumpster, throwing, uh-huh. throwing the stuff away, yeah. you asked me about the podcast. I was yeah. like, okay, she's serious. I'm serious. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like, this. it's like, so not again. I, I think about it. And I make a conscious decision whether or not this is something that I feel that I can move on and act on. I look at in my head how this is going to benefit me in the other areas that I'm working on in my life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think this is a good thing to do. So let's move forward. Because even yeah. I'll be honest, with you, like doing COVID, I was doing Zoom. Oh, okay. On and Facebook, putting it on Facebook, yeah, and yeah. having people come on the Zoom and doing conversations and inviting them in to get information to mm. other women and anybody want to join. You know, yeah. whether it be um, how to deal with the stress of being an entrepreneur or looking making financial uh, sound advice and things like that. So I was like, this is what this is just like another step in what I'm building. Yeah, you know, so so amazing i'm like i'm so i'm so happy that i met you <laughs> <laughs> you want to wrap it your phone has been blowing up no. <laughs> yeah i'm looking i was like none of this it's always blowing up but yeah i'm getting notifications i posted something on i posted a, a video of my staff and i dancing in the kitchen uh-huh. last night on uh tiktok and facebook and instagram i'm, I'm really I'm I'm the social media person, but I okay. love that it's fun for me. Yeah, you know all that stuff, posting little videos and pictures, and as I guess said earlier, I love taking pictures and things, and uh, so yeah, it's it's nothing. <laughs> so I guess let's um to wrap things up, let's talk about um what you're doing moving forward, um what you got right now, and then um whatever whatever you feel like is going to be good, you know, to let people know. Okay. So biscuits and jams, uh, what we have coming up within the next week, I just want to promote this. We're going to be, since carnival season, mm. you know, and I want, and everybody always comes in like, who's from new Orleans in here? You know, like it's got this new Orleans style cooking. 
you know, I'm like, oh, well, this is me, the recipes. I'm not from New Orleans, though, but, you know. Uh, so we have a New Orleans-style menu coming out uh, mm. for the whole month of February, along with our regular menu. But I think a lot of people are going to want to go for to that menu with some cool food on gumbo okay. and crawfish etouffee and bananas, foster French toast, all that cool stuff. Nice. And the drinks, we got the hurricane and different things. So uh, it's called Let the Good Times Roll. Okay. So that's coming out. So I wanted to you know throw that little shameless plug out there. Like, you want to get over this food. It's delicious. Nice. Um, for the month of February. Uh, got beads and all, beads and all. You know, <laughs> we got a drink that even tastes like a king cake. Oh, I made it yesterday. Okay. We tried it out, um, and just growing the business. Uh, you know, hopefully at some point this whole staffing issue will. Uh, <laughs> it's hitting everybody. Yeah, get better, get better, get better, and um, get to full capacity where we can have that patio open yeah. and all of that. I think we're gonna have a great spring and summer, so we definitely want to be able to be able to do that. And got some night brunches coming up, which is gonna be fun. Good. Um, and just growing that, and, and within a year's time, looking at opening up at uh, um, one more in another market. Mm, so okay. we're, that's really one thing we have on our uh, to do list. Um, couple other I have a catering kitchen that I'm you know not being able to be building it out and it's basically done I just haven't been able to do what I need to do to get mm-hmm. it up and going because of uh just been kind of you know at the B&J yeah, yeah. um also with my consulting uh hopefully being afforded more opportunities uh to assist um up and coming restaurateurs uh and you know helping them to push their vision forward and answering those questions and keeping them from making some of the mistakes that I've, I've had to make, yeah. you know, and uh, get some of those bumps and bruises that, you know, I I got that, you know, they don't have to get, you know. Yeah. So hopefully I'll have more people coming my way, you know, and that keeps me from having to go back to my old ways in clinical research because, you know, and get paid for that. Yeah. And um, just <clears throat> honestly – living a life that affords me the opportunity to share my gifts, work in my gifts, you know, be a blessing, um, and leave a legacy, you know, of, you know, you know, that, you know, I, I did, I did what I came here for and I helped some people on the way, you mm-hmm. know, it's a story that, um, I saw years ago, and I've I've always held on to it. It was a person in the story, you know, going back to Delta was a person in the story. They died, went to heaven. They went in this room. It was a room. It was everybody it's like there's a room. The name was on the outside of the room, and you know the angel escorted them to the room. They went in the room, and the room was full of these boxes. Hmm. And it's like a bunch of boxes. And it's like, what is all these? What are all these boxes? So he, he finally gets to God and he asks God, like, you know, I saw my one in my room and it's all these boxes in there. What was just filled? What was all the boxes? And God was like, well, those are all the blessings that I wanted to give you, but I was never able to, mm. you know? So, and this is all the things I wanted to do for you, but I was, wasn't able to, mm. you know? So my thought is that when I get to heaven, and I go to the room, my name's on it, and I open up my room. My boxes, my room's empty. Empty. <laughs> it's empty. Empty. No boxes. No boxes. No things in there that he wanted to give me that I couldn't, uh, I, I was unable to receive because I was closed off or uh, too scared, mm-hmm. you know, too much anxiety, you know, to, to do it. So my goal is to have an empty room. 
I want to walk in it and say, man, I took advantage of this thing. There are no boxes. So I'll leave with that. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, is there any like way you want people to reach out to you? or like- Sure. You can um, get in contact with me at M.O. Williams with an S at Unison. That's U-N-I-S-O-N, consulting, C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G, group.com. So that's M-O Williams at unison, consulting group.com. And uh, location for Biscuits and Jams. Biscuits and Jams is at 5806 Stage Road, Bartlett, Tennessee, 38134. Our phone number is 901-672-7905. Got to put that 901 because you're going to hear this podcast in other places other than just Memphis. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Um, I'll put you back at Biscuits and Jams. And uh, if you want to, we'll we'll go over all the stuff, the whole setup in here and everything like that as well. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thanks for everybody tuning in and we'll see you next time.